Hello, church. Today's scripture reading is from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 31, verses 1 through 8. When Moses had finished speaking all these words to all Israel, he said to them, I am now 120 years old. I am no longer able to get about, and the Lord has told me, You shall not cross over this Jordan. The Lord your God himself will cross over before you. He will destroy these nations before you and you shall dispossess them. Joshua also will cross over before you, as the Lord promised. The Lord will do to them as he did to the Sion and Og, the kings of the Amorites, and to their land, when he destroyed them. The Lord will give them over to you, and you shall deal with them in full accord with the command that I have given to you. Be strong and bold. Have no fear or dread of them because it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and bold, for you are the one who will go with this people into the land that the Lord has sworn to their ancestors to give them, and you will put them in possession of it. It is the Lord who goes before you, he will be with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. My brothers and sisters, I want to spend some time with you on what we could call the mountaintop day. Here, here's what I mean by that. I want to spend some time with perspective, looking back at where we have been and then forward at where we are going. As we conclude our time, we'll, we'll look at our scripture from the book of Deuteronomy read for us today. First thing I want to do is reflect on 2020 with you here at Ebenezer. As we all know, in March of last year, we encountered a world-altering challenge. And you might expect that as churches shifted so much of their ministry in new ways that it would have been a catastrophic year for churches everywhere. And there were challenges along the way, no doubt. But I wonder if you'd give me the opportunity to share with you just a few things that perhaps we may not have expected. For example, starting with worship. Did you know that last year, though not a single person could be in the room, we set a new Record attendance on Easter in 2020. 2,826 people joined together through Ebenezer Church to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Though we weren't able to meet in mass since the middle of March, we still averaged over a thousand people each week in worship. And when you take into account our Christmas experience and our candlelight services, we saw over 3,000 people. And each one of those represents one of us, a neighbor, a family member, a friend, someone from our community or around the world hearing the hope of Jesus Christ. But it wasn't just worship. God was faithful to us financially as well. When COVID-19 hit, our team here at Ebenezer Church did some work to downsize our budgets, to make cuts, in such a way as to be responsive to the environment. But you guys were responsive too. So many of you shifted your giving to our online platform. 
Many of you are still sending in checks every week to help support the ministry that's happening here. And you know what? When all was said and done last year, we ran a 4% deficit. In fact, in all of our giving that, that you contributed, plus the dividends from some investments the church has, 4% deficit. If you'd have told me that we weren't going to be together as a full body after March last year, and we were going to only run a 4% deficit, I would have told you that you'd lost your mind. I give thanks to God for the faithfulness of a people called Ebenezer. But my friends, it goes far beyond worship and giving. Last year, our student ministries, Axis and TNT, got creative. They, they met in their small groups. They met outside in safe ways. Our student ministry got creative. They, the leaders from student children's ministry took, took uh, food to the porches of, of kids in the ministry, Chick-fil-A lunch. They stopped by and put birthday signs in kids' yards. They did all manner of creative things, including online Sunday school and vacation Bible school. Our small groups met. Some of our small groups met in person. Some of our small groups met online. Some of our small groups are meeting twice a week just to stay connected with one another. We offered discipleship classes, PTSD courses, grief share, divorce care. We confirmed a host of amazing young people. We did baptisms. We celebrated communion. We set up support support groups to help people who were in need. And this is without even talking about the missional impact we had on the community and the world. Early last year, I got a call from the executive director at Helping Children Worldwide expressing anxiety about the state of the power grid in Bo, Sierra Leone, reservations about whether or not Mercy Hospital would be able to continue to do its work. And so Ebenezer Church came together and we funded a grant to bring solar power to all of Mercy Hospital so that throughout this pandemic, they could continue to do the work of healing that God had called them to do. In addition to that, In large part, thanks to your generosity, through our 10th annual Go for Bow, we raised $50,000 to continue supporting the Ministry of Helping Children Worldwide. Ebenezer funded substantial grants closer to home, too, like those to Micah Ministry in Thurman, Brisbane, two ministries that help fight homelessness right here in our region. We give a $10,000 grant to the Stafford Food Security Organization, to help them purchase a a food truck that they believe is going to help increase their capacity to serve our community by 50%. We gave food to serve the emergency food bank here in Stafford. We gave school supplies to students. We supported teachers through acts of kindness and so much more. Listen, given the choice, not a single one of us would have drawn up 2020, the way it actually happened. But the work of God through the church continued. Thank God. Thank God for continuing to carry us through, for helping us to be a light to those who are encountering darkness. That's a synopsis, however brief, 
of where we have been. Now I want to turn our attention to what shall be. One of the things as I look ahead that I'm so excited about this year is a new project at Ebenezer Church that Pastor Monica will be leading. This summer, Pastor Monica will be reappointed here at Ebenezer for her third year in ministry. But her focus as she returns will be a bit different. Emerging from our Focus 2025 vision, last year, Pastor Monica began working with a number of new ministry initiatives. We're calling them micro-expressions, small expressions of church, micro-expressions. These small groups of people who come together for worship, Bible study, and mission. COVID-19 provided a wonderful opportunity to explore these micro-expressions. And what we found was really exciting. As people were gathering, for example, through one of the micro-expressions we call Porch Church, as people were gathering for worship on their porch, they were inviting their neighbors. They were inviting them to the experience, people who perhaps had never had an experience and never would in a brick-and-mortar church. They were starting to find Christian community. We saw fruit. And so our team said, what if we could do this on a larger scale? So we reached out to our district and to the Virginia Conference of Methodist Churches to apply for some church grants to help fund the program. We're calling it the Nova Missional Hub. Why? Because there are all these small expressions. They meet each week for worship, for discipleship, for mission, but they're gathered around a hub. Once a month, they come together and they worship together. They share in sacraments together. They share best practices together. Throughout all of this, Pastor Monica will be deeply invested in in training and in coaching and in planning with these teams. You know, in some ways, the notion of this missional hub is novel. There are some things we're doing that haven't really been done before. But there are other ways, other ways in which this is reminiscent of the early Methodist movement in which the church empowered leaders to go forth and answer their call to ministry in their homes and their communities. This experience is, in some respects, returning to our roots. Pastor Monica shared some of this with us last year, and when she returns from her Air Force training, she's going to spend some more time sharing with us about it. But, my friends, this is just another way that Ebenezer will be striving to transform the world through Jesus Christ. And as Pastor Monica is appointed back here to Ebenezer with this new project, we're going to be modifying our senior leadership structure here at the church. Currently, our staff is led by what's called our strategic collaboration team. That's comprised of the two pastors and our executive director. Her name is B.J. Priest, and uh, she's a fantastic and gifted leader who helps kind of run the day-to-day operations of the church Thanks to help from the grants that we expect from the conference and the district, as well as some investment from Ebenezer's strategic reserves, Pastor Monica's salary will be paid for. And that will allow us to bring in a second associate pastor to do the work that Pastor Monica does now. So our leadership team will be comprised of the executive director, the lead pastor, and the two associates. 
Our hope is that this Nova missional hub, which has already begun here at Ebenezer with some of you, will grow beyond Stafford. In fact, we've received permission from the Alexandria district just north of us to work to stand up some micro-expressions north of Quantico. It's an exciting new project to come along beside the work that we're already doing, the work of mission and ministry and worship already taking place through Ebenezer Church. Two years ago, we shared our Focus 2025 vision and I spoke with you about the call of God on our lives to share the healthy DNA of this congregation with the world around us. This new initiative part of the, is part of that vision becoming a reality. Throughout the spring, you'll be hearing more about the project at its heart. I, I know that you'll join with me in celebrating that the heart of this project is designed to reach people for Jesus. But as this is coalescing and being born into reality, I want to invite you to join with me for just a moment as, as we pray over this project. Gracious God, we give you thanks for your call, your missional call in our lives. We ask that your Holy Spirit will guide Ebenezer Church now and always. We pray for those who are already part of this community, but also for those who have not yet heard of the grace and the love and the hope that's found in Jesus. So bless this endeavor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God has been faithful to Ebenezer Church in the past. God has given us some exciting exciting dreams about the future. And my friends, this brings me to the most difficult part of our look ahead. Brothers and sisters, about 18 months ago, I started to feel some disquiet in my soul. Like God was calling me to to something else. And I didn't understand it. And I didn't like it. And like any faithful Christian who feels a call they don't want to feel, I did my best to ignore it. But it persisted. So I prayed and I sought counsel and I reached out to our bishop and our district superintendent. I talked to our governing board. I looked at data. I hired a counselor and I argued with God a lot. All of my life, I've wanted to be a pastor. I went to school for this. All of my life I've wanted to do the work like this at an amazing church like Ebenezer, the size, the people, the resources, this congregation that makes a difference for the kingdom every day. And I'm only 42. God, you cannot be calling me to something else. So I fought and I argued and I prayed because there's a word for yelling at God. Prayer. 
For 18 months, I ran from this. But eventually, I came to a conclusion that could not be more clear in my mind, in my heart, and in my soul. I cannot stand in front of this congregation almost every week with authenticity to talk about the call that God places on our lives when I am resisting God's call on mine. And so at the end of June this year, I will be stepping away from serving as a pastor. I realize this comes as a shock. And no one is more shocked than I am. And it's scary. Maybe for you, I know it's scary for me. I I don't know what comes next, because sometimes that's the way God's call works in our lives. God doesn't always show us every step along the journey, but God always shows us the next step. And I know I'm not the only person in their late 30s or early 40s in this military community who has been contemplating, who has contemplated a new career. I know so many of you know what this feels like. In my arguing with God, I came up with all kinds of excuses. Most recently, the most notable of them was, God, we are in a global pandemic. What are you doing? Our church is already separated physically from one another. This can't be the time. But in those marathon prayer sessions, it occurred to me that Ebenezer one day is going to emerge from this season. I think this year we'll return to fully interactive worship and to our life together. And as that is happening, Ebenezer has the chance to dream about being the church that God has called it to be in the future. This is an opportunity. And if I know, if I know as I do in my soul that I'm being called on at this time, then it makes sense for my successor to be part of the conversation about what Ebenezer will look like in the future. I argued with God saying, God, we're already bringing in a second associate. How could we add a new lead pastor right now? Again, this is 18 months of conversation. And along the way, God said, and I remember this very clearly. God said, Rob, you need to remember this is my church and not yours. And it was here before you came. And it will be here when you're gone. And that's true. This is Christ's church. Strong and faithful. And it's true that when A new lead pastor comes in. They often have a hand in selecting with the church the associate they'll be working with. Serving at Ebenezer Church has been among the greatest privileges of my life. 
And this has been the single hardest decision that I have ever made. And I know that sometimes people, when they're surprised by something, will fill in the blanks with their own theory. So let me try and allay that. There's no scandal. (laughs) There's no warrant out for my arrest that I know of. (laughs) I'm not leaving because of COVID or because of anything other than this one truth. I feel God's call on my life to take this step and I fought it and I can't fight it anymore. And throughout all of this, one thought has brought me One thought has brought me tremendous comfort. That if God is calling me to something else, that can only mean that God has something great in store for Ebenezer Church. And some of you may be sitting there and saying, good for you, pastor. Follow where God leads and... Some of you may be sad or even angry, and I understand that. I am sad, and part of me is kind of angry. And so we'll give ourselves a week to process. But next week, next week I get to introduce you to the new lead pastor at Ebenezer Church. And I could not be more excited. My friends, I want to invite you to give me the grace to share one other thing. And I struggled with whether or not to do so, but I I feel for a number of reasons that it's important. Something our congregation needs to hear. And I hope it will bring some greater clarity to my struggle. Last year in January, before, before COVID-19 ever impacted us, I started feeling something, some weight, something I'd never felt before. I mentioned early on in this conversation that I'd hired a counselor, and one day he asked me, he said, so how depressed are you? And I said, I'm not I'm not depressed. Working hard, I'm spending time with my family. I can't be depressed, but he nailed it. In my life, the manifestation of depression, it feels like you're walking up a mountain through molasses. That every movement seems harder, every challenge is more daunting. And this was all compounded by the fact that there were There were moments I was experiencing panic and I I didn't know what it was. I'd never had that experience before and it was anxiety. I'm not departing Ebenezer Church because I've wrestled with depression and anxiety, but because I honestly feel that this is God's call on my life. But I do feel like one of the reasons that... This call is on my life, is on this at this time, is because when you walk up a mountain for that long, when you feel those moments of panicked anxiety, there comes a season when you need a break. 
I'm telling you this, and kept a lot of this inside for a long time. I, I had to do this process before I could share it really with you. Now that I'm able to share, I just want to be as completely honest with you as I can be. Because I realize in this season especially, I am not the only person who feels like they are walking up a mountain of molasses. Not the only person wrestling with anxiety. And and if you're feeling that way, I want to offer three things that help me. The first was it helped me to talk to somebody. It helped me to find a counselor. So if you're feeling this way, find a counselor. If you can't afford a counselor, we have one on staff here at Ebenezer. Second thing that helped me was talking to my doctor. Walked me through a process. It was really helpful. And in my case, in my case, the third thing is that it has helped me to stop fighting with God and answer the call that God's placing on my life. It's the hardest decision, the hardest season I've ever known. To love you and know the great work that God does through you, but this is my calling and I need this break. And maybe one day I will find myself back behind a pulpit. I don't know. I do know that some of you will have more questions. And so I have worked with our team to develop some frequently asked questions that allow more information to be shared. And you can see that by going to ebenezerumc.org slash transition. Brothers and sisters, I'll join with you in continuing to give everything I have to this ministry throughout my time here. And we'll have our times to say goodbye and time to welcome our new pastor well. Throughout all of this, since the day I found out I was coming to Ebenezer, I've not stopped praying for this congregation. And today, I want to ask for your prayers for me and my family as well in this season. Ebenezer is strong. An amazing congregation and testament to the tremendous grace and power of God. That there is so much left for Ebenezer to do. And all of this brings me to our scripture passage for today. As Moses was talking to Joshua in this conversation from Deuteronomy, the work of God's people was not done. They were the recipients of a promise. They'd been set free from Pharaoh, but they weren't finished with their work. They had a land to inhabit. They had a mission to fulfill. They found themselves in this time of transition and time of anxiety. And so I want you to hear once more what Moses said twice. He says, be strong and bold. And then in verse 8, he says, for it is the Lord who goes before you. 
He will be with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. To follow Jesus Christ is to follow when moments are beautiful, but also to follow when we can't see the end of the journey. The people of Israel would go forward to accomplish their mission, but they would do more than occupy a land. They would stand up prophets whose voices we still hear today. They would shape the world with the wisdom of their scriptures. And one day, Israel would give forth a son sent to save all the earth. No, their mission was not done. They needed to be strong and bold. And a people called Ebenezer has tremendous work to do right now, this year, in this moment. Work of feeding and housing and healing and hope. Work of connecting people with Jesus and one another. My friends, we do not answer God's call because it is easy or convenient or even because it always makes sense. We answer God's call because we trust in God's love for us and God's desire to bring that love to the world. And the God who has seen us through, the God who has brought us to this moment, has greater work still for us to do, both you and me. And more than that, calls us to be strong and bold. Because the Lord goes before us, is with us, because our Lord never fails us, nor forsakes us. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for you. You are always faithful. You are faithful in the moments when life is easy. You're faithful in the valleys of our sorrow and pandemic and depression and anxiety. You are faithful always. God, we give you thanks. For this is your church. We give you thanks for what you have done in and through a people called Ebenezer, but even more than that, what you shall do. We pray this day for your grace to be recommitted to the work of transforming lives through Jesus Christ by connecting healing and bringing hope to the world. In Jesus' name, amen.